This is a production of the Ultimate Christian Podcast Network. Welcome to the Not Lukewarm Podcast with Deanna Bartolini, an author, speaker, and retreat leader who wants you to know your faith and live not lukewarm. Hello, Deanna Bartolini here with the Not Lukewarm Podcast. I am excited to talk to you about today's topic, which is one of my favorite saints, St. Ignatius of Loyola. His feast day is at the end of the month, July 31st, and so I do spend a lot of time in July on all my various social media feeds and podcasts and writing, focusing on St. Ignatius and the impact that he has had on my life and just teaching about what he has done for so many people. Today, we're going to talk uh, in particular about the spiritual exercises. Just briefly touch on those and what those are and how they came to be. So St. Ignatius was born in 1491 in Spain. And when he was 16, he went to court to learn to be a soldier and was a page and he enjoyed himself. He led the good life. He had romantic liaisons and he had, uh, he get, liked to gamble. He liked to, you know, dance and, and wear awesome clothes and all of the things that we don't necessarily associate with a saint. So he lived a life of fun and lightness and frivolity. And uh, in 1517, he joined the army because he had also been trained to be a soldier. And he felt that that would be a wonderful way for all the world to get to know him by being a great soldier. And so he joined the army and he went to battle. And in 1521, his knee was shattered by a cannonball. So the first time he was ever in battle and he is wounded, desperately wounded, not only I'm sure in his body, but also his spirit was probably wounded as well, and maybe a little bit of his pride, that here he was having trained to be a soldier, and in this battle, then his kneecap, his knee really is shattered uh, by a cannonball. This is often jokingly referred to as St. Ignatius's cannonball moment, and really this moment changed the trajectory of how he would live his life. It really, really did. What happened was, is in his recovery, he could not have the, the books and amusements that he was used to. And so he read instead the lives of saints and the life of Christ. And as he pondered these readings, he realized that he had a choice to make, that he could live for the world or he could live for Christ. And what was going to be his choice? And when he sat with those choices, he realized that the deep joy and consolation he felt thinking about living his life for God and for and, and for Christ was far greater than the feelings he had when he thought about living for the world. And so that cannonball hitting his knee led him to become a great saint, to put down on paper 500 years ago, the something called the spiritual exercises. And I'm going to read from Ignatius's own words, what is the purpose of the spiritual exercises. And Ignatius says, of course he wrote this in Spanish, but I'm going to read it in English. I think that'll be better for all of us. The purpose of these exercises is to help the person doing them to conquer himself and to regulate his life so that he will not be influenced in his decision by any inordinate attachment. So nothing big here, right? Just that we should not be 
influenced in our decisions to, by any inordinate attachments and that we will conquer ourselves and regulate our lives. And really, that sounds maybe very heavy and difficult, but it is not because what Ignatius wants, and he desires this in such a way that it doesn't come across as heavy handed and self-serving at all. It really comes across as when you go through the exercises, that realization that he put this together in such a way that you come to know who God is, you come to know who you are in God's eyes, and really what you want then is to live for him. And indeed, this is one of a, a quote of his that I really, really love, and it's really almost a prayer, and I'm going to read it. Again, these are Ignatius's own words. Man is created to praise reverence and serve God our Lord, and by this means to save his soul. And then he goes on to say, all other things on the face of the earth are created for man to help him fulfill the end for which he is created. From this, it follows that man is to use these things to the extent that they would help him to attain his end. Likewise, he must rid himself of them insofar as they prevent him from attaining it. I could go on and keep reading, but it sometimes uh, it's good to pause here. So what is it? What is our purpose? Really, we were created to glorify God in all that we do, in our very lives, in all actions of our lives. And that everything that's on this earth was created for us to attain that end. And sometimes I think we have it upside down or backwards or something in a way that we think the stuff of the world is more important than what it was made for. And we start becoming slaves to it rather than using it for our good. There's so many examples that I can think of. Technology, of course, is a huge issue sometimes in our world. And you think, why are people so attached to technology? Why are they always looking at their phone. And I remember long before I had a, a smartphone, I said to a, a young man, I can say young man because I'm <clears throat> of a certain age. I said to him, we were at a wedding and I said to him very nicely, I said, so what's the, what's the draw to having a smartphone? And he said, well, I have the whole world in my pocket. And I thought, wow, do I want the whole world in my pocket? And now of course, I don't know what number smartphone I'm on. I do tend to keep things until they really don't work anymore. So I'm not like on number 10 or 12 or anything like that. But I have a smartphone and I like having a smartphone. I like having access to all of my stuff in my pocket. I really do. Can't deny it. But does the phone control me or do I control the phone, right? So it's the same thing. Um, all things are created for us to get closer to God. But if they are pulling us away from him or other people, then are we really using them in the right way? And so for me, when I think about what is a cannonball moment in my life, meeting St. Ignatius opened up a world to me that I did not know previously existed. And I say that in all sincerity and honesty. I'm not, I'm not trying to make him be more grandiose than he is. Um, but meeting him and doing the spiritual exercises was absolutely life-changing. One of the biggest things that I learned was that 
detaching from the world and the things that the world says is important is so necessary. Because once we detach from those desires, those worldly needs, we really come back to praising, reverencing, and serving God. And then we can save our soul. Now I know Jesus has saved my soul and really no amount of activity can make me get into heaven. But I also know that there are probably many, many activities that I could engage in that are going to keep me out of heaven longer than I would like. They're going to definitely put me in purgatory because I will not be living my life according to how I know God is calling me to live my life. And so think about the things we have in our life, not only things, but people and situations. Do we look for people to serve us or do we serve them? Do we look for things to take the place of people or maybe take the place of God? So instead of having a conversation Do I spend all of my time on my electronic device, whatever that might be? Do I engage more with the people I follow or who follow me? Are their likes more important than the people around me? And those are all questions to consider as we think about this notion of detachment. And detachment is, is difficult, but it really means putting our trust in God and going to him rather than to others or the world for what we need. And it is so easy to, you know, get that dopamine hit. You check how many likes do you have on Instagram? How many people retweeted your tweet or whatever it is or how many people, you know, like the same post that you like. I don't know what it is that gives you a, a, that dopamine hit. Maybe it's finding the great shoes on sale or you know the, the perfect purse or getting that next sale that you've been waiting for. But those things pass. They, they go away and they change also. You know, we're, we're very much trying to hit a moving target when we're trying to get something from the world. But God never moves. God is who he is always. And he is the God of I am, right? He is I am. And when he says I am, he means that he's not changing. And so we're not trying to hit a moving target when we're trying to become closer to God, when we're trying to love, reverence, and serve him. Because he doesn't move. We move. We move all the time. We move away from him. And then we sit and go, oh my goodness, where's God? Where where did God go? God didn't go anywhere. We moved. And so Ignatius, doing the spiritual exercises, going through them, changed my life to help me realize that hitting, trying to hit these moving targets is pointless because they don't serve me in the end. I become servant to them. Whereas when I get closer to God, I am serving the one who made me And it's going to benefit me in ways that help not only me, but everyone around me. It helps me to be a better person. It helps me to know who I am more clearly and therefore be able to live out 
whatever call God is placing on my life. You know, and it's never going to be a straight shot, the trajectory from us to God. And we think about that sometimes. I think, you know, I can't find him. What's going on? He's right there in front of us. And if we focus our eyes on him and choose him always above the world, we're going to be okay. It doesn't mean life will be easy, but we're going to be okay. And I think that's another thing that St. Ignatius, because his life was not easy. He, his life was by no means easy. He had a hard time studying. He had a hard time with learning. He had a hard time with the authorities. They thought his ways were a little bit out, outlandish. And like many of the great saints, he suffered. He suffered physically. He had physical ailments, especially a lot of digestive issues because of his severe fasting and asceticism of the way he lived his life. But ultimately, he taught that holiness is for everyone. So even though he founded this great order of priests, the Jesuits, he did not think that holiness was only for those who were ordained. Holiness was for everyone. He espoused that and he allowed his spiritual exercises to be used by anyone who wanted to use them. Any person who wanted to use them was able to do so. He did not only say it was for priests or only men. It was for men, for women, for priests, for lay people, anyone who wanted to know how to live in a way that they are going toward God. And that is what the exercises really taught me is how to always go toward God and to not look at the world because it's such, it's so fleeting. The world is so fleeting. When, when I think about how much time I have here on earth and, you know, maybe it'll be 80 years, maybe it'll be 90 years, I don't know. But then I think about how much time I hope to spend in heaven. Well, there's no comparison. There's absolutely no comparison. And so then it becomes a little bit easier to order my life in the way of where I want to end, which is in heaven. And I hope that all of you listening also want to end with your life in heaven. And so that idea of ordering our life toward God is, is one way to begin to think about that. I'm going to encourage you all to consider looking at some books that talk about the spiritual exercises. Um, you can just actually get a book called, you know, The Spiritual Exercises of St. Ignatius. There's lots of different versions and translations and so forth. Um, but it is always worth it to, to look at those books and see how you can grow in holiness and you can come to know and love and serve and praise God. I hope you have a great week. And for our challenge this week, what I'm going to ask you to do is just think about that quote, and I will put it uh, down in the, in the show notes as always, but that quote that our purpose is to, that we are created to praise, reverence, and serve God our Lord, and by this means to save our soul. And so think about that quote and think about how you are doing praising, reverencing, and serving God, and then see how you can improve in whatever area you need to improve in. I hope you have a great week, and I hope that you will continue to always live 
not lukewarm. God bless you. Thanks for listening to the Not Lukewarm Podcast, a production of the Ultimate Christian Podcast Network. If you like this podcast, please subscribe or tell a friend or leave a review. You can find all show notes and links on notlukewarmpodcast.com. That's also where you can find links to follow me on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and Pinterest. If you have a topic that you'd like to learn more about or want to tell me how the Not Lukewarm Challenge went this week, please send me an email at Bartolini at mediaangels.com.